We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire. Joining us Friday, December 27th by Jordan Cooper to talk about Saturday's Premier League slate. Jordan, if it feels like it's been like 20 hours since the last slate, it's because it's been about 20 hours. How'd your boxing day go? Uh, I Not not so great. No. I made up for it in basketball, but Different I... I, I, I always state that my biggest weakness is that I tend to stick with what I know. And uh, what I know was uh, not good enough. What um, did you know? Or what did you not know? Well, as far as, like, Everton are the type of team where it's like, how how much Everton can I get? But apparently, how much Everton can you get was the right answer. So, like, I, I, I went... I. I used the same construction that I built the the day before. Like, I just didn't change anything because it's like, well, nothing's changed. And I know I have Willian, who dudded. That's, I know Willian. I know uh, Buendia. I know Snodgrass. I know... Dina. Dina, right? Mm. I, I know these. I know, I know this. This is what I know. This is where I could get points. They're not, like, absurdly priced or anything. And it fits within the construction. I play Will Hughes as my, you know, $4,300 instead of uh, Max Meyer or something like that. Something that I don't know. 
as much about. And uh, Snodgrass's goal, I mean, saved me from the cliff, but because not, not as many people had Snodgrass. Yeah, I was surprised he was lower owned than I expected. Although he was still decently owned. Right, but I mean, I looked at Sidibe playing in an advanced position, but I'm like, well, I already have Dina. And then I looked at Sigurdsson, and it's like, I mean, I could play them both. I don't find Everton as a team where I'm playing four guys from. Right. So, like, I could have played two, and I just didn't happen to. But, I mean, I don't blame it. Like, that, you were, you were, you were playing a 6K forward no matter what. Yep. Pretty much in any construction. You're either playing two of them. Or, I mean, you could have played uh, uh, Hudson-Odoi instead of Willian. That's what I did. But, you st- but you're still probably playing a 6K level. You're playing uh, 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 McNeil, a Sigurdsson, an Antonio, a, a someone up there. Some people play McGoldrick, and that wasn't even horrible. So it's like you, they all have flaws. So you just happen to play Sigurdsson on 21 cross day or whatever. That was that, That's perfectly fine. He's 6,800. I mean, typically we saw him at 8,500 with a share set pieces against bad matchups. So, like, okay, if you want to play him. And same for Sidibe. I mean, like, I, I get I get all the plays individually, just at the construction I didn't get to. Yeah, I uh, didn't play Willian because I played Hudson-Odoi, and it didn't lead me to Sigurdsson. I, instead, on the day that everybody stacked Everton, it seemed, and um, Sigurdsson had 17 crosses— I played the 4.58 fantasy point Richarlison. Because based in the past, he technically would have a higher floor. Yeah, I thought he was. Shots and yeah, I thought he was. Uh, yeah, I think he was the guy. I played Dina, who everybody's complaining because Sigurdsson had such a huge game. But like Dina was like 12 and change. So it's not like he had like a horrible game. Um, I had at one point had. Richarlison, Dina, and Sidibe, and I was like, that's too much Everton. So I tossed Sidibe, and uh, I ended up playing him. I'm going to pull um, another move, you know, a classic Tau move. Played him in GPP with Sigurdsson, so that one actually worked out fine. Um, I think this was the first time in weeks that I decided to make additional lineups. And so, um, but yeah, the Sigurdsson thing caused like a very big conversation in the Discord of whether we should have seen this coming and. Uh, there were some sharp people who had Sigurdsson and what did they know? And really it came down to uh, there was nothing to know. It was just he was a 6K forward on a slate where a lot of people were in that range and he was a home favorite and he had a share of set pieces. And like he ended up having a monopoly of set pieces. But even with the share, people were willing to go there despite the bad returns. And um, sometimes like the very... I feel like people are looking for difficult answers to simple questions. And the simple answer is usually the answer. Right. Occam's razor. Just like you were playing a 6K forward and I couldn't blame you for playing any of them. And Sigurdsson just happened to be the best one out of the bunch. So right. they, they, there you go. I mean, it's the, <laughs> it's the same way in any sport and any DFS. I can understand, though, however, playing players that are a little more risky but have a lot more upside, even in cash games, this is the thing that I'm trying to get better at. I think, yep. That that I'm trying to, instead of playing a Will Hughes, playing a Max Meyer, instead of instead of playing Patrick Van Anhalt, playing a Sid Eby, 
instead. I mean, individually. I mean, everything has to go within a, a specific sure, line sure. of construction. But in terms of, well, he either is slightly overpriced or possibly efficiently priced for what we currently see them in based on how they are lining up now, an hour before lock. But it's quite possible that their role makes them severely underpriced. Right. Versus someone that's like efficiently priced. I know what I'm getting. Not underpriced, not overpriced. And the range could be, you know, they could score a goal. They could not. But I mean, I at least I know what I'm getting out of it. Mm-hmm. Playing too much of that in one lineup, right. I think I think is my biggest weakness in all sports. Like I'm not willing, and I, I mean, and then when I do it, I get burned. Like again, <laughs> when I played McGinn, and I'm like, McGinn actually has a higher floor than a lot of these other guys, so I'm just going to play McGinn, and he ends up seven percent owned in cash, and then gets injured six minutes in. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm going in that direction. I'm not saying one is better than the other. Everything is slate dependent. Sure. But I can absolutely understand playing Sidibe playing in an advanced position. Yep. I can understand playing Sigurdsson, even if you were thinking in your head, well, as a home favorite, but with the new manager, maybe he just tells the team Sigurdsson's taking everything. And that's just going to be the way it is. And there's upside in that. Or it could be the opposite. It could be that Sigurdsson playing in a midfield position in a in a kind of a weird formation where he's even deeper that Dean and Sidibe take all the set pieces and Sigurdsson set left there with nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. It's possible. That is a possibility. So, but taking the chance at 6,800 where he's in a position where he could possibly, if he had a monopoly should have been priced at 8,800 and taking a shot on that McNeil at 6,400 on the other side of the game. There's no change. There's no nut. There's no upside. Other than him scoring a goal or an assist. There's no, like, role change. Burnley hasn't done anything. There's like, okay, this is his efficient price for this matchup, and that's it. Like, he'll give you he'll give you that uh, that seven, eight points, maybe ten points, and, and you can take it and bank it home. But there's, there's, no, there's no ambiguity, especially when managers change, when formations change, when there's rotation. We'll see on this slate. I know we're, we're talking less than 24 hours before this slate, and it's quite possible everything that we talk about is meaningless. Yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, they, they these players have literally played less than 24 hours ago. So they're going to they're gonna be turning around in, in the span of 46 hours of playing a game. And they play again on Wednesday. Right. Most of them. Yeah, good times. Um, so we've got a five-game slate. Uh, there are three games that kick off at 10 a.m. Eastern, and then we have two, as uh, we'll call them, late games at 1230, although there is a game later in the day that's not on the slate uh, at all. So um, you mentioned just before we came on that, like, of course, the two biggest favorites are in the two late games. Right, and they're away favorites. So right. the late games are Tottenham, minus 142, away to Norwich. That's uh, the, Both of them have almost a three total. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leicester minus 105 away to West Ham, and that's about a three total. And then we have the the lower total, more pick-em-ish games. Uh, we have uh, Watford plus 101 at home to Aston Villa. That totals around two and three quarters. Southampton plus 101 at home to Crystal Palace, and that's a low total. That's nearly two. Mm-hmm. 
and then Everton plus 117 away in Newcastle, and that's hovering around two and a quarter. Gross. Do you see that the what you consider to be? I think the I think the biggest considerations are more aligned with the late games than with the early ones. Like to to me, you need the plan. Oh yeah. I mean, only because of rotation. If this was a normal, if this was a normal week, I wouldn't be as concerned because I think the the concerns in the late games. I think the two biggest concerns in the late games are number one, what lineup is Tottenham putting? <laughs> right. Like just in general, you don't you you don't know. And then Leicester, it's more like, is Madison going to start? Yep. Yeah, and, and the. The worst part about it with Madison is that there's a very clear, I think there's a very clear top pivot that you would go to if all of the games were at the same time and he sat, but that guy's in the early game. Right. But I think with both combinations, there's, you'll, you'll have the space. I think you're playing guys from those games that you're not stuck. Like, I don't think you're going to be stuck. Mm-hmm. necessarily with like a guy in a slot and going, I guess I'm going 4,000 down to this guy. Right. And that's it. Or, or I guess I'm filling in, you know, I guess I'm playing Pookie in my <laughs> forward slot. You know, like I don't, I don't, I don't think you need to get to that point, but I'm, I'm under the impression that, that Madison's going to play. I mean, right? there, there's no, there, there's nothing to make you think one way or the other. Like that's the problem. I think, like, if if anything, like the argument that he's going to play is that he always plays, right? But I'm but the argument if, that he rests is because he always plays and he needs a rest. Like, there's no. But I just I just think that they rotate. I think it's more likely that Rogers rotates like the winger guys. I think it's more likely that you see yeah. fullback rotation. Maybe. I think maybe Madison pl- starts and only plays seventy. It's possible. Right. I think that's possible I mean, with anybody though. Right, anyone, slate, anyone, you know, like, anyone that played, especially anyone that played ninety on Thursday, mm-hmm. is a huge risk of coming out early. Sure, uh, or playing all ninety and just being tired. For right, that. yeah. <laughs> I mean that too. Yeah, I mean the and the, then, and, the the difficulty is that like these teams only have three subs. It's just like there's never really a clear. Not never, but you, there's usually not a clear like, oh, well, this guy is going to come off or whatever it is. So it's it's not like you have to worry about the whole team coming off, but your guy could come off. Right. So who do you prioritize then? All, all I know, I think, I think since we're talking about rotation and things like this, I think the the squads that are less likely to rotate, we're, we're talking about squads that like could possibly rotate. Mm-hmm. I think less likely are the two games, the the two crappier games, Southampton, Crystal Palace, and Watford, Aston Villa, because these are these are between teams that are towards the bottom of the table mm-hmm. against each other. Right. So, like you know, those relegation six pointers, you know, those types of things. Mm-hmm. So I think they're more likely to like Watford's more likely to want to get a win at home against Aston Villa and Southampton's going to want to get a win against Crystal Palace. Right. So I think, you know, guys like James Ward-Prowse are more likely like to not be rotated to just your plate. Right, right. Yeah, I see that. 
So who's the, I mean, it, it sounds very silly, but like looking at forwards, Gilfie Sigerson sure sticks out as looking underpriced if this is his new role. Uh, absolutely. It's 7,800. Yeah. If, if starting, I mean, who knows? Maybe Sigerson doesn't start. I mean, who knows? I mean, we really don't. I mean, this is, this is a perfect type of slate where the, the edge is when the lineups come out. Yeah. Because there may be tons of rotation. Who knows? Similarly in forward, because we're going to have to talk about a whole bunch of these guys. How do you think Tottenham lines up? Because <laughs> um, we, we saw we saw the past slate or y- day yesterday, yeah, yesterday. Lucas Moura take quarter kick. Yep, but like Erickson could easily start this game. Uh huh. And Erickson is when Erickson was on the field, he takes quarter. Yes. Yeah. And then we also may have who was left out of the squad completely, in Dombele. Mm-hmm. Maybe he starts, and who knows what happens. All we know is that Harry Winks isn't the, isn't the answer. I mean, he's suspe- isn't Winks and Sissoko both suspended? Um, are they both suspended, or was it just one of them? Did he get a yellow yesterday? Oh, yeah, Winks is out. Sorry. Yeah. Um, uh, I Ndombele is the one I'm least thinking will take corners. Right. Um, I think Erickson is the guy if he starts. Um, LaCelso took two yesterday also uh, when he came on. So he could take some. Um, but Erickson's 7,200. Yeah. And Moore is 8,000 and forward eligible. Forward eligible, yeah. This is why I think that you probably, you may have some like late slots to switch around people. Mm-hmm. Possibly. But at forward, would you get if if Lucas started and Erickson didn't, would you put eight thousand and go give it to me? Yes. Tottenham against Norwich, the the biggest favorite. I mean, and they're not humongous, but they're big favorites against a team that arguably has the worst defense in the Premier League. Yep. So like my combination would be Lucas and Sigurdsson. Right. Eight thousand seventy eight hundred. Like I wouldn't deal like Sun is out. Vardy is scoring dependent. Sure, GPP. Kane, same thing. Mm-hmm. Ings is 8,200. I can't believe it. But, I mean, he sat out. That he, he didn't play. He didn't play. Yeah, he's so, ready to so, roll. I mean, so you could take him. I'm not in cash. De La Feu? De, De La Feu. I mean, De La Feu, I mean, come on. We, people play him three times in a row, and he does. He barely does anything, and then he scores a goal mm-hmm. when no one plays him. Mm-hmm. How about Lamella? You know, we haven't even talked about him. What happens if he gets rotation and he's in? Uh, I would play him if Lucas and Erickson were not in. Okay. So that's kind of unlikely that that's the rotation. Right. But, I mean, well, frankly, if you, they play from? if you play Lucas and he doesn't start and Erickson does and Lamella does. You can just go right down to Lamella. Right. Even though we probably won't have set pieces of Eric, but it's still better than nothing. It's still better than going down to Pookie, right? Like Lucas is the safest guy to put in, just in terms of lineup pivoting. Well, Kane would be the uh, Kane or Vardy would be. I mean, technically, right? They're the most expensive, right? But I think you're. I don't. If you're choosing between, like, I think 
there's a very small chance, like very small, that Lucas and Lamella don't start. Right. And so I don't think you need to, like, I think you're, you want to play Lucas. And if you budget for Kane, like, are you going to leave 1200 on the table? Or are you just going to play Kane because you have the money? Like, that's how I'm looking at it. Right. But it could be the type of thing, like we talked about Madison, that you have Lucas in and Madison in, and for some odd reason, Madison doesn't start. Yeah, like, you play Kane Erickson or something like that. You could do it. You could do it now. I mean, you can make yeah. anything now. Right. And then if you have your utility spot open, that maybe you're playing a defender in one of these games. You're playing one of the Leicester or like Aurier or something like that. And then, yeah, then you can make a 3v3 to whatever the hell you want. Yeah. I mean, you could end up playing, you know, yeah, you could end up with Vardy, Tielemans, Erickson. I mean, you could end up with whatever you want at yep. that point. You'll probably still leave money on the table, but because you have Madison in, so you have all that money to begin with. But I think that I think that's the, leaving that optionality is more important this late than on other slates where there's only one late game, because the best options are 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 like the the highest upside, highest floor options are in the late games. Yes. Heading into late game, I don't want to. Oh, I can't believe I didn't play John Joe Shelby. I don't think that's going to be a a thing. Yep. Where I'm regretting, like, oh, if I ha- if I only had the money. To get to you know whatever, and if I didn't punt with Abdelay Decore, I could have done it. Like yeah. you shouldn't be thinking that way. Yep. So other forward options, obviously Zaha's here at seventy four hundred. I mm-hmm. think he's efficiently priced away to Southampton. Yep. Then the Crystal Palace guys like Ayu. Oh well. I mean, There's no way I play them in cash, but yeah. Right, I know. Sar came off with the with the knock. Yep. He's questionable. It's a, since it's been it's only a day in between. I, I'm assuming he doesn't play. Yeah, I agree. I think it's Almiron. Really? I think he's. Do you need it? Do you? The, the thing oh. is, is that <clears throat> do you need to use him? I don't think you even need to. Um, is he worth? Is he? Is he a good? If he was just midfield eligible at 6400, is is does he make a a good play? No. Okay, so like, so his his forward eligibility is what matters. But let's say you put him in, you put him and Sigurdsson. I mean, like, I, found, I think from a floor perspective, he's better than Lucas. I, I I would probably agree with you there, but Lucas obviously has a much higher seal. Sure. But we're playing cash games, right? Right. But still, Almar. It's Almar is probably better than Redmond. <laughs> probably better than Antonio yeah. against Leicester. Oh, for sure. I don't play Redmond at 1,200. You don't play who? Redmond at 1,200. At 1,200? Yeah. It's not even worth the spot. He scored oh. yesterday, of course. But n- n- right, of course. No. Against Chelsea? Yeah, of course. Do I, but I don't think there's another cash forward. No. Left. But with the, with the rotation in these squads, you may see some of these really cheap forwards. Yeah. I mean, You're playing you GPP. Roll, yeah. Isaac Success, 3,800 in place of Saar. Would you play that home against Villa? I would. I mean, success at 3,800 is a cash play. Yeah, I agree. Success actually has a floor. Yeah, he does. But when's the last time he's played? <laughs> would you play Andre Gray at 4,300 in cash? If you're just punting a position. Right. Right, like success has a floor. Success actually there. has a floor. Yes. Like, Gray is goal-dependent and just like, I'm just, you might as well just, Put in whatever. Yeah. Like it didn't even matter who it was. Right. 
No, he played against the United. He played three minutes, 13 minutes against Leicester. Success? And then before that, yeah, before that, he hadn't played till August, August 31st. Yeah. Right. He was hurt, I think. Either way. But yeah, I think... It, I don't think you're getting two cheap forwards on this. If Almiron's your most expensive and then you go somebody below him, I think you should just start over. Right. Well, I mean, what you would be doing it for what reason? So you can play for and Madison and Grealish, right? Yeah. That I don't, I don't think that's optimal. I agree. I think you have one of them, though. Yeah. Which one do you want? Madison. Are you kidding me? What, are you kidding me? I don't know. Why is it Madison? To the point where, where Grealish is, is a plug-and-play like Madison is? Why not? I don't know. Why Why? why should he be? Because he scores just as many points, and he's cheaper. as an easier opponent. Oh, you consider West Ham to be a tough <laughs> opponent? What? Are you kidding me? I don't know. <clears throat> because Madison may only play 63 minutes, and we know Grealish is going to play 90. Well, we know. We do. We know this for sure. I mean, as much as we knew that Sigurdsson was going to have a monopoly yesterday. Right. I guess so. All I know is that I'm not paying 8500 for Deli Alli. <laughs> like, that's... I think the more interesting question... I mean, yes... I Madison, think, Grealish, they're both great. Yeah. I think the the biggest question here to me, the next one, getting down a little fr- I- I- further, yeah, is do you play Buendia against Tottenham at seventy nine hundred? Right. It's. I think the consideration is. So, I think playing Buendia is perfectly fine because it allows you to play Erickson if Buendia if he starts if Erickson starts. I think you play Erickson over Buendia if the two are in, but. You could also play James Ward-Prowse, 7,300 against Crystal Palace. Right. Is it possible that the that the optimal median build, that's what we're talking about when it comes to cash lineups, doesn't have either Madison or Grealish in it? Because it has these three guys? Right. It has Buendia, Ward-Prowse, and Erickson? Yeah, something like that. Because um, when we go down at midfield, we're going to go down, and once we start going down, we're going to start looking and going... Well, there's 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 truly dire options down here, <laughs> and that's not even including Eric Dyer, who you would never play. Um, because there's also options that are cheaper than I mean, there there are options, but I just I'm not sure if there I'm not sure if there's a a 4K ish midfielder that is better than a 4K ish defender. So usually in those cases, I'm looking for, like, can I fill my three midfield spots with quality? I think there's one. At least one. At least one. Okay. We'll get to it. Yeah. Uh, No, I think... um, But I think people are going to shy away from playing Buendia because they're the biggest underdog. Yeah. But Buendia has a floor regardless. Mm -hmm. Assuming he starts. Who knows? Maybe it's rotated. And you see, you know, Cantwell's in and Buendia's on the bench. Or something. They have Stiperman. Yeah, they, they, yeah. Hernandez. Hernandez, someone. yeah. Yeah. You don't know. Ward Prowse is, is, is the perfect guy like I was talking about before. You know what you're getting. Mm-hmm. If he's in, he's in the early game. 7,300, I think he's efficiently priced. I agree. And you know what you're getting. Mm-hmm. Southampton are actually favored at home. The upside in this game is low. It's one of the lower totals. Yeah. 
But still, if I knew Erickson was starting, I'd play Erickson over Ward-Prowse. Right? I think that's right, yeah. Tottenham are the biggest favorite on the slate against the worst defense in the league. I mean, like, if I know the 7,200 is, is underpriced. I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do know that looking at this group, I really can't see myself ending up on John Joe Shelby at 69 and Connor Howerhan at 68 is insane. Right. Snodgrass at 7,000 rates out below these other guys yeah. against Leicester. Mm-hmm. We have to treat Leicester like a big, like a good team. Yeah, despite getting smoked yep. by a good team yesterday. Yeah, but no, but that by a great team. Yeah, there's a difference. Like Liverpool's on top of everyone. Mm-hmm. But that's why I look at Almiron at 6400. Like, how am I possibly playing Almiron over any of these? I mean, for just a little extra money. Well, you're playing Almiron instead of who's more expensive. Lucas is more expensive, so that right. you can play possibly play three of these guys. Right. True. I'm, I'm not even sure you can do that actually. And if Lo Celso's in, is he really worth 6,600? Uh, I think it's one of those he probably is, but it's... Uh, I don't know how you end up there. Like, I don't know how you end up playing him over the guys we were just talking about. Right. And I think for GPP, the, the Aston Villa Wigger <clears throat> guys, El Ghazi, Trezeguet, I think they're fine for GPP. I mean, feel free, take a shot. Mm-hmm. Tielemans, if Madison were to not play. Right? Yep. How about Milivojevic at 5,800? Um, Southampton isn't a good team. Van Anholt, Van Anholt is out, most likely. He didn't take any yesterday anyway before. Right, I know, but I'm just saying even even if you were to consider that, Townsend's out, like there's no one, there's no one left. Yeah. It's 5,800 against Southampton, and he's a Monopoly set-piece taker, just that he happens to play as a defensive midfielder. Hmm. Yeah, I think he's fine. Not someone I want to jam in, but it, like right. in this range, I think he's the best of the bunch. I, I agree with that, yeah. Yeah. At least The Tillman's thing is a bummer because of the late game, yeah. Right. You know, Felipe starts, you could always, you know, take a shot on him in GPP, 5,400. Mm-hmm. I see they priced Hoiberg up to a point where you'd never play him. 5,500. Oh, he's pretty good. Had an assist against Chelsea. Roberto yeah. Pereira's 5,000, but who knows how long he could last in the game if he starts. Mm-hmm. You would put his minutes cap at like 73 if they hadn't played in three years. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Quite possible Albrighton gets a start. Yeah. 4,700. I'd take that. Me too. Yep. Is Sean Longstaff a thing anymore? Do we have to care about him? He didn't start. And Shelby okay, so did. If Shelby's in, it's there's no It doesn't matter. But let's say yeah. Longstaff is in and with no anyone else. I mean, he's okay at 4,600. Yeah, right? I think he's fine. Yeah. Okay. Same thing for McLean against Tottenham if Buendia wasn't. I mean, I'm not rushing to play these guys. Yeah, I don't know how you end up with McLean if, like, based on it being a late yeah, game. Right. Like, I don't know how you have 4,500 left, and you're like, oh, I'll just plug in McLean. 
Well, if you're pivoting, if you're like, if you, Madison didn't start and this thing didn't happen, you got four, five spots, and you're like, I guess I have to use McLean in my midfield spot. Right, right, right. But I'm saying that's how you end yeah, up. Yeah, you wouldn't originally start spots. with that. Right. 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 Going Will back Hughes, to the Will Hughes well, yeah. I mean, I mean, you guess you could. Do you know how many corners he took yesterday? Uh, I, I, zero. I don't think they got any. They did get some. Oh. They actually got one. And But it was after he came off and Delafay who took it. Uh, no, it was uh, Chaloba. Chaloba? Oh, Chaloba. Chaloba? Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, but it was out. It, yeah, it was. But it was after Hughes came off. Oh, was it? I don't even know. I think so. I don't know. Whatever. DeCorey's back anyway, so I don't think right. he's even going to start. It's pretty ugly after that. Yeah, I played a I played a guy in GPP yesterday that was one percent owned and got seven points. I, I think he got seven points, right? Who was it? I got five. No, he ended up with five points, mm. but. He, well, I, I, I take I take a look at the shot totals that this guy takes, and I go, "Why not take a flyer?" I th- Stuart Armstrong. No. Uh, I don't know. Douglas Louise. Oh, sure. Aston Villa. You played him over Max Meyer. No, I played GPP. I didn't play Louise in cash. No, I know. But I did. Yeah, I played him over Max Meyer. Okay. Well, for I mean, ownership reasons. I mean, Aston Villa was the was a favorite in a higher total game at home. Yeah, I guess. So it's like I'm not going to play Grealish. So all the people that play Grealish, who's going to score the goal? I played some El Ghazi and I played some Louise. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I see shots like to me, I look at Douglas Louise like I look at like like uh, Ruben Neves. Yep. So someone that comes from deep and takes a shot from thirty yards, like Ndidi, those type of guys that are should be priced at four thousand. But one one of those times, you know, they take enough of those shots, one of them is going to go in. Neves takes penalties, too. Right. Anyway, I think Meyer's in play again. If he starts. Sure. We'll know. Right. Like, everything that applied yesterday applies to him on Saturday. Right. In fact, he's cheaper. And then there's nothing else I really see here. No, it's definitely a Mark Noble slate for Rivaldo. But you never know. Some of these guys at the very bottom could end up, you know, getting spot starts or something. Who knows? That's why I say I mentioned Albrighton. It's like you never know. Yeah, but it's a late game, so you whatever. But none of them are like if they if that guy started, you need to have him in. You might as well take the risk. Like no, right. I don't think any of them are that. A defender, is it worth paying for Lucas Dini anymore at 6700 No way. He has a floor, but now... now mm. I actually I actually think at 6700 he's more efficiently priced. No, I think he's overpriced now. Okay, now you think he's overpriced. Mm-hmm. With an assumption of no set pieces? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he probably should be in the... In the he probably should be 6000 He probably should be... He should be the highest-priced defender. I but guess, I guess. But I put him in the same category as like an Orier. Yeah, I put yeah, him, yeah. I act, actually, amongst... Ricardo and, yeah, all those guys. Right. Yep. Actually, amongst amongst all the, this higher level range, I prefer Ricardo Pereira over most of them. I think 5300 for him is a better price than paying for Orier or Sidibe or Dini. Because they really... Sidibe, uh, 
DraftKings that, didn't let ridiculous. Them get, yeah, well, they didn't get away. I mean, he was 4,600 before. They just made sure. It's like, nope, nope, we're pressing this guy up. He's going to be playing as a winger. Like, he's going to be 6,000. Yeah. Frankly, seeing his price move as quickly as it did, I was shocked Sigurdsson wasn't 9,800. Well, they moved him up to 7,800. I know, but still. Right. If he's going to be on all of Everton's set pieces, I mean, more than half half the games that they play, they're going to be favored over. Right. So he should be probably 9K. Right. They're favored in this one. Right. Away. I mean, remember when he was on Swansea? I mean, he was on one of the worst teams, and he right. was still priced some slates at 12000 Mm-hmm. Those Do you think were the it's... days. Those were the <laughs> days you just plug in Gilfie Sigurdsson and Dimitri Payet and you won. Yeah. Right? Is there a build where you're playing... Two of these guys? I mean, there's a build. I don't think you do it. Do you even get one? Yeah, you can get one. I mean, these guys are better than the 5,000 midfielders for sure. Yes, yes, absolutely. But also it depends on rotation. We may see some fullbacks out of nowhere. Yeah. May. But I mean, the ones I'd want to see are ones that aren't like... I want to see if Christian Fuchs. Fuchs, yeah, right. But I mean, I think uh, if if I if I had to go be, be, below this range, I think the guys that I'm looking at are more like Femenia, El Mahamedy, Bertrand. Yep. yep, that's exactly where I was going. Right. You can even count Cedric at 4,700, but I mean, you can get Bertrand for 300 less. So be it. But I think I'm more likely to play like two of these guys. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. But these got but but these are better than the mid. Like I'd rather, like Max Meyer or one of these guys. It's like I'll take one of these guys. Like I think the defenders are better served. I think there's also just a positional opportunity cost that you're losing with Meyer. Right. But as far as cheap defenders, I don't really, I don't. There really aren't. No. That are going to be, I mean, you may see like a Justin, if he's in for, I mean, like, that's what I mean. Like, you don't know how they're going to rotate. Like a Masuako, because now, now Cresswell's suspended. Right. But that's not even that great of a matchup anyway. Martin Kelly playing as, possibly playing as a fullback, but he's not really much of a fullback. So like 3,700, not getting any, like, okay, great. And Neil Taylor. But, I mean, none of these guys are, like, must... Like, I look at the must-haves? No. How about the Tottenham guys? How about, like, like someone like Vertagen? He's been great. Right. He's 4,800. Yeah. But I, I, but I think that's efficiently priced. Yeah. I, I don't see myself playing him over Chilwell or Cedric. Or even Pereira, if you go up. Sure. I think Gilbert is a little overpriced at 5500 I like that Max Aaron's got like a $1,000 increase for sending in 10 crosses, and it's now 4600 against Tottenham. Right, yeah, that's... He's not even going to play, but come on. I hope he does, so some people roster him. <laughs> yeah, it gets pretty, I mean... 
Yeah, pretty, pretty much like under under. You, you don't have the Burnley guys. You don't have. I mean, the Norwich guys are worthless. Right. And you get a lot of center backs, and obviously, as always in GPP, take a set piece taker and take a center back and pray. <laughs> yeah. You gonna pay up for a goalie? Probably not. Not on this slate. I don't see any reason to. No, me neither. I don't think you did. I think it's better to spend the money on the rest of the positions anyway. Right. And I really, I really, I have no problem. I, you have no problem if you take Curl or you take a Roberto. I, I don't think there's any issue with that. I agree. Not going to matter when Ben Foster has eight saves and a clean sheet win anyway. Right. It's not going to matter then at 5,200 against Villa or McCarthy. McCarthy, yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't think it's worth paying up for at all. I mean, you have 10 goalkeepers, so obviously we're going to get one or two that put up a million points for no mm-hmm. apparent reason. Yep. And and it's going to be a low-scoring slate, so that's going to be like half of your score. So yeah. I hope you get the right one. <laughs> I, hope you get the, I hope you get the right one then, because mm-hmm. that's what's going to decide everything, being that the cash line is going to be 54. And mm-hmm. Did you roster the 24-point goalie, or do you have the 2.1? And that's going to be the difference. Yeah. But like you could play Madison with Roberto, you could play you could play any of the Tottenham guys other than like the goal scorers and Cruel. But we've seen with guys like Cruel like Tottenham could score three goals and Cruel ends up with ten points because he had seven saves. I mean like it, it's yeah. I'd much rather play a home goalkeeper. I'd much rather like Dubrovka. Like I look at that. And I go forty five hundred for a home goalkeeper against Everton. Like that isn't bad. I guess. But I mean, this is the same thing we've been doing this for how many years? Yeah. Like does what's the point? And ironically the one time I talked up playing Schmeichel, I think it was a two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Yeah. And he, I played he him. Killed, and he got killed. Yeah. <laughs> He's no. like, No, he has a floor of ten. Yeah. Well not today. <laughs> two point four. And then he had 12 and a half against Man City by giving up three goals. Right. So what's the point? Just cover the names. Put these names in a hat. Do like I do. I pick NFL defenses in DFS. Hmm. Just put it in a hat and pick one. Yeah. Does it matter? Yeah, it matters a ton, actually. No, it matters a ton. (laughs) Can you predict it? No, you can't. It's too high. It's high variance. You can't. Right. The only thing is in GPP... You want to correlate with upside. So you wouldn't want to play a goal scorer against the goalkeeper, and you probably want to pair defenders and goalkeepers together. You don't have to, but, like, it, like yes, there is a case where, where Kane scores three goals and Krul is also the highest-scoring goalkeeper. There is, a, there is an outcome yeah. that that happens, but it's less probable. So if you're going to play Kane, you probably don't play Krul. Right. If you're playing Kane and you're playing no Lester, then you play Roberto. I mean, like, that's, to me, GPP, goalkeepers matter as far as, like, a decision of what you do. I think in cash, it's more the matter of do you pay up or not? 
Is it worth paying up for? Is it worth spending the salary on goalkeeper? And most of the time, it's not worth it. Right, right. On smaller slates, it can be worth it because there's only so many goalkeepers to choose from. So the the ownership will be condensed enough that, hey, if you could take the you know the biggest favorite goalkeeper and they do they have the biggest clean sheet odds, and you get that, like. You're you're getting that alongside thirty percent of the field also. Like mm-hmm, and if mm-hmm. you don't have it, you may be screwed. Right. On a slate like this where there's ten goalkeepers, yes, the one goalkeeper that puts up the outlier score will probably be needed to win a GPP. And if you happen to have them, you do better than others. But often than not not that, you know, in, in cash games, like that's the slot where we all look at and go, Oh, I hope I get lucky over you get lucky. Right, like it's not, it's it's just, it's whatever, don't read into any decisions other than that's the goalkeeper that happened to be left with that slot, with that price. Right. Unless you're deciding to pay up. Which never fails, except when it does. Right. Yeah. And and paying down never fails. Some people are just like, they always pay down a goalkeeper, it doesn't matter. Then Mm -hmm. you look at them and they have negative eight. Right. Right. And then the and then the, the the people that paid up, their goalkeeper gave up a goal, but still got the win, so they have seven points. So it's like, well, seven beats negative eight, so that's a fifteen point difference. So looks like we won on that one. <laughs> right. I would like to com- combine all of the podcasts we've ever done and just run like one episode of just like all the goalkeeper segments. Hmm. I would like to do some type of machine learning type of analysis and see see if uh if it could if we've said the same things often enough during the goalkeeper segment that the the computer can put can put together something where we could just insert the goalkeeper names mm-hmm. from a slate and it would just produce that conversation for two minutes that sounds great and we just plug it in every episode. So yeah. it, it, everyone at home thinks it's us talking about goalkeeper. Sure. And it's really just an artificial intelligence putting together the prices with all the conversations we've had about goalkeeper that have been literally the same. Right. Yeah. Like if any if anyone has listened to this podcast more than like maybe two or three times and messages us with, so what are you doing at goalkeeper? Like I've, you, you must have a hearing problem. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I just at least have the thought that at least it doesn't seem like there's anybody who has gotten it. Like, I I don't feel like I am looking at other people's lineups and there's somebody who sticks out like, boy, it seems like he gets goalkeeper right a lot. Like, I just there's it doesn't seem like anybody. They're hiding if they are. They're not. They're ne- They're never. That's the biggest edge. If you can That's figure the big, out the biggest, yeah. yeah if, if you somehow figured out some way on predicting goalkeeper performance on a, on a higher level than anyone could possibly think of variance-wise, like, you will never give that. Like, because that's, come on, really? Yeah. And you never know. Maybe it's, it's the person the per- go, okay, why did they uh, why did they play McCarthy this late against Crystal Palace? Boom! 47 points. <laughs> like, right? Like, like, you don't. 
Like, even McCarthy on this past slate against Chelsea, it's like, oh, how did they know that, that Chelsea was going to be bad? They didn't know. It's just they took the cheapest he was goalkeeper the cheapest one, yeah. Braid. They just, that's all they did. Yeah. That's, there's, there's nothing to know. No one knew anything. Just like, oh, well, just uh, give me points. Mm-hmm. You do that at defense. People took like, oh, they took the Jaguars' defense. And they got, the Jaguars got seven points, but they cost 2,200, and they gave up like 30. or Because like, it's defense, and who knows? Just whatever. Whatever's there. Don't worry about it. I mean, there are like sharp players I know who start their lineups by putting the cheapest goalie in and going from there. Yeah. Like, there's that, I mean, no. That's, t- that's what I do. Yeah. There's no consideration at all. It's not even like, well, let me build the rest of my time and see who fits. It's like, no, no, no. no. I'm going to start from the bottom and I'll see what players fit because right. it doesn't matter. Right. I, I, I default by putting in the cheapest goalkeeper. Right. The starting goal, not the backup. There's someone that could actually be rosterable. Mm-hmm. And then I do my phone, and then I then I start going through. And then if I see that, like, oh, I have 500 more for goalkeeper, I see, is it worth doing that? Mm-hmm. Or is the 500 worth putting in another spot? Right. Or I go, oh, if I play these value plays, I actually, now I have 6,700 left, so I could pay up for goalkeeper. But it's like, do I want to pay all the way up? Oh, maybe I want to pay up a little. Now I have $1,400 left, and, like, can I upgrade a forward? For, and then do it through that method. But I don't know. I automatically plug in the, the cheapest goalkeeper. Yeah. Because what does it matter? <laughs> Anybody has any follow questions for Jordan? You can find him on Twitter at Blenderhead. It's Blender HD. I'm a Rotowire Andrew. Uh, available in the Rotowire Discord chat as well, which is open for all subscribers. Just go to rotowire.com slash chat to join. If you have not joined uh, Rotowire, you can try us out for free 10 days. Just go to rotowire.com slash soccer trial and you get access to all of our stats, tools, and pages as well as the uh, Discord chat. So check us out. Jordan, thank you for all that and good luck this weekend. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.